Hello everybody, welcome to The Power Supply, your weekly digest of technology, with your hosts Ziyang Cui and David Lei. On this special Christmas episode, today we're going to be talking about how and why robots are replacing humans and minds, the Bitcoin fad, the Apple software scam, and our innovation of today, eSight 3. Let's jump right in. So first of all, let's talk about how and why robots are replacing humans and minds. Even in this advanced age, some uh, jobs still present many dangers and are considered life-threatening. And uh, mining is a prime example of a dangerous job because miners face uh, dangers ranging from fires to falling rocks, uh, rocks to entrapment. However, uh, this industry is beginning to change. Why is that? Uh, the advancement of automation and robots uh, not only brings new measures of safety into mines, but also boosts the efficiency in which we obtain the precious metals that are so vital to modern technology. Okay, so why didn't we just start off with uh, human mining in the first place? Like, why did we not start off with machine mining instead of like... Well, machine mining, uh, there's lots of nuances to it. For example, uh, a new development is the self-driving ore trucks. And uh, it takes lots of new technology and testing to uh, use and like start up these new ore trucks. Uh, do you know who developed these ore trucks? Uh, Dr. Bernard Jung, a professor of computer science at uh, Freiburg University of Mining and Technology in Germany, where like we see lots of car companies and stuff. Uh, claims that we might see the fully automated manless mines uh, could uh, he, he he developed these trucks sorry all right and um, yeah and uh, he hopes that like these trucks can uh, lead to the uh, development or the use of fully automated manless mines like no humans there that could operate in obscure places such as the ocean floor or even outer space all right that's pretty cool so what would that uh so that, of course, reduces the amount of human losses. But other than that, what else does it do? Uh, it increases the uh, efficiency of uh, use, uh, gathering these materials. And it also, uh, making use of the robots could be our only chance to extract materials in such areas. Imagine like mining in outer space or the ocean floor. There need to be so, uh, for humans, there need to be so many extra precautions or equipment uh, used to help humans not only mine but survive these conditions and uh, having a robot do it is much easier and much safer alright so it's just more versatile All right, yeah that's pretty cool however there are uh, losses to this as you know uh, there's a big issue of robots replacing the workforce the human workforce and development of uh, these robot assistants yeah. the self-driving ore trucks yeah. they could uh, definitely they will definitely replace humans and that will account for lots of job loss so that's, but in the face of everything, that's just a minor setback, isn't it? Yeah, like, uh, it's a minor setback, but it's also an important one. Like, we need to think about, like, I guess, balances. Although we are improving the safety and quality of the mining experiences, we are also le leading to job losses and robots becoming 
uh, more vital to society. Even though that might sound like a good thing, there could also be bad like things associated with it. I mean, if, if, if you if, think about it, there's also a trade-off. Like, the lack of people in the mines now means there's more people to actually build these robots and instead, like, uh, give them some, I guess, safer, in a sense, working conditions, you know? However, if we... Uh, become too reliant on robots that could also be a bad thing i feel like uh in today's society we're always stuck to our phones stuck to our devices stuck to our gadgets and even uh if we become stuck to robots and technology even in like down in the mines i feel like one day uh they just might like i don't know start like so they might malfunction yeah and if one thing if they all malfunction like what can we do oh yeah and there's uh these robots are remotely controlled right uh, yeah, definitely. Alright, so there's always an issue about uh, people, other people, unauthorized people, uh, getting into the system and manipulating the robots in such ways. Yeah, like, uh, there's a, a second thing that's called robotic assistance in the mine, and they've de- been developed to work alongside humans in the mines. So uh, are these robots? Yeah, they're, uh, it's called Julius, and it's a robotic mining assistant designed by the Jung team, and it's the size of a shopping cart, so it's, like, decently large in size. And according to Jung, and I quote, the idea is to have a symbiotic human-robot teams where uh, the robotic assistant contributes its physical strength and precision while the humans is uh, in charge of decision-making. Okay, that's... So, in the future... What we hope for in the future is a symbiotic relationship. Um, But that seems a little too much to hope for right now. Uh, it's definitely the goal, but I think right now we can definitely, we can't achieve this, but hopefully with the new development of AI or, uh, just new technology in general and us humans, uh, getting accustomed to these technologies, we can, uh, reach the goal of a symbiotic relationship where we both contribute and, uh, gets to a bigger goal. Alright, okay, speaking of symbiotic relationships, we got a symbiotic relationship with money. And recently, there's been a bunch of focus on Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin has been... uh, Last year, Bitcoin wasn't so much of a thing, but this year, Bitcoin recently skyrocketed uh, several thousand dollars, going from like 1,000 from last year. Last year, it was worth 1,000. Now, it's like 15,000. So, would you say that I should invest in this? Like, would it be safe to invest in this? I mean... Bitcoin is extremely volatile and um, recently also suffered a plunge. It went down like from 20,000 all the way down to 11,000. So it stooped, uh, it lost a third of its value. So, so what do you say like Bitcoin's just growing too quickly and uh, we're just getting false hopes? Uh, that's my speculation. Like you can see a lot of examples history gives us. Like take the Titanic, the Roman Empire, and 2008's economy. What did they all have in common? Well, they grew quickly, and then people became too uh, gullible, thinking that they, just because it was big, it would be hard to bring down. But that's the opposite. It's so much easier to bring down. And in the end, the empire grew too large that it eventually collapsed in on itself. The Titanic sank to a type of lettuce. <laughs> and, and the U.S. ended up with one of the worst stock market crashes since... 1987. So, are you saying that like Bitcoin can lead to another st- stock market crash? Because I feel like uh, I'm I'm hearing lots of hype on it, 
And uh, people, I think people aren't realizing the dangers, right? Are they? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if anytime you put something online, there's going to be a certain amount of danger because anything online is permanent. Let, let me make that clear. Everything online is permanent. Like, you can't get rid of it. Still, if and, we, sorry, um, I, like Bitcoin, it's an online currency, right? Yeah. There's, and uh, how, like, it's, I, how would you, like, trust... To have, like, I wouldn't spend money that I couldn't grip in my own hands, I guess. Like, I wouldn't know that Bitcoin's a real thing. Like, how could you, how do people trust this? I mean, I guess it's more, it's, Bitcoin's more of a hit and miss relationship, I guess. It's like, people put, invest a ton of money into it, and they hope for the, it's, it's just like stocks. Stocks are essentially, you hit and miss, and if you, you get, you strike gold, or you lose, a, you lose all your money and but could people strike golds uh by using not conventional methods such as hacking or like uh unfair methods i guess so to say i mean anytime the money's involved you're gonna uh there you greedy greed is a issue but like, like this uh bitcoin's uh online thing and it can could could it be hacked or something of definitely i mean uh it'd be hard but it's very definitely possible uh, take one instance for example. In South Korea, there's a, a cryptocurrency from South Korea recently filed bankrupt because it suffered two hacker attacks within the span of a few months, and that's already that's already pretty scary. Knowing that uh, people can take money, uh, are able to break into systems. Unre these Bitcoin. You have to remember that Bitcoin is an unregulated system. It's a, essentially a free money system, and that's why it's so appealing to everyone, especially hackers. And so what hackers do is they create fake wallets. So in order to store Bitcoin or, or any cryptocurrency, you have to make a, a quote-unquote wallet. And that wallet is usually an app. Now hackers create apps that serve as a fake wallet. But people knew a lot of people that just bandwagon on the hype don't really know that it's a f what's what's real and what's fake. So, so like because uh, Bitcoin's such a new fad, such a new trend that people aren't uh, well informed of this topic. And exactly, they just know what they just know what it is, and they hope to make something out of it. Now hackers are using this to their advantage and siphoning their money, what their <coughs> other people's investments into their own pockets. And recently, hackers got away with this and made $100,000, which is a lot from just sitting at a computer. Uh, recently, uh, on, on the news, I've heard of a way, and people are uh, coining this as a term, mine cryptocurrency. Like, how would you do that, and what is that? Uh, mining cryptocurrency is essentially you install a software, and that software does a bunch of, sol essentially solves a bunch of problems, gets... Uh, and then uh, mines currency through solving problems. Now that requires a ton of computing power, and uh, it's real. It's pretty costly and expensive. So co costly. So. So like, would it have? Uh, you said it uh, uses takes up a ton of computing power. Uh, would that computing power come from like uh, oil, gas? Like, what what's the source of that power? And could it have bad impacts uh, impacts on the environment? Or. I mean it's. It's just computer use. It uses electricity, but what it does is um, it uses up 
other people's data, uh, uses your data, and then uh, like kind of burns out your computer. And so what hackers do is they may insert malware onto other people's computers. And uh, they, do, they got the other people uh, do their work, and they reap the rewards. So I guess in the end, uh, the big question is, is Bitcoin worth it? Is it, in fact, a glimpse into the future of money, or is it just a money-burning scam? Yeah, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, so... Well, next, I think, because next we're going to be talking about the Apple scam. Right? Yeah, Apple uh, recently... Well, every, everyone with an Apple device has always experienced some sort of... Uh, some always anyone that uses Apple experiences frustration when their device that they bought like six months ago starts slowing down and then it's not performing up to speed anymore. Is this like a reality? Like, does Apple do it, or is it just us or our phones getting old? Uh, it's a bit of both actually. So when you wear and tear, just normally brings down uh the volatility of. Uh, Lithium-ion batteries that are used in iPhones, iPads, and Macs, all of those are very extremely volatile. So they, uh, after a few hundred charge cycles, that's like every time you charge it, they start slowing down and their charge capacity goes down. But however, uh, Apple recently released a statement that they indeed actually release software to devices that slows them down. And I would assume that uh, when buying an uh, Apple phone or Apple device, there, should, there would be something in the contract that says, like, you can't do that. Like, you can't mess with our data usage, our uh, phone speed, right? Is there something like that? Uh, no, they, didn't, they actually don't talk about that. They just, it was not really, they, it was kind of a hidden update, essentially. So oh, they slipped that in to... Um, people without knowing to people with older phones and uh, but like people are still um i guess uh suing apple or yeah, like there's some people uh jumped the gun and immediately went oh i'm gonna hire a lawyer and i'm gonna sue apple but before all of you switched your devices all, all apple users switch devices and hire lawyers uh, just remember that iPhones are essentially mini computers, and all that usage puts strain on the battery. And then because of that, a lot of us have noticed some <coughs> annoying random crashes when we needed our phones the most. Now, what this update does is that it essentially releases, uh, reduces the strain on the battery, and uh, allows it to work function better without with less crashes. It's like telling an old man to um, do strenuous activities in a short amount of time. I mean, it's possible, but it only makes the old man's health condition deteriorate much faster. By slowing down the software, it can ease the strain and stop those annoying crashes. Although, um, I, uh, like you said, Apple is doing this to stop uh, these seemingly annoying system crashes. Personally, I don't think it's right of Apple to, uh, I guess, mess with the speed of our uh, phone usage like has this been occurring for a long time because uh, I believe only recently they released a statement yeah they did so I mean that's gonna turn a lot of people down now but if you really if what our argument was was that it's they did it for the best not so that 
it would reduce the amount of like annoying crashes. However, this is not to convince you that Apple is a scammer. There are always other phone options on the market. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, going off of that, we're going to be talking about our product, uh, eSight 3. So, uh, what, what, what is eSight 3? So, as you can probably tell by the name, eSight, uh, it's an electronic ga uh, glasses that let the legally blind see. Oh, that's cool. How, so, how does it work? Uh, basically, uh, so let's talk about the legally blind first. All right. Of the 285 million people worldwide who are considered blind, 86% are legally blind, which is uh, they have low vision caused by molecular degeneration, glaucoma, and um, eye, eye conditions in general. However, they don't experience complete blindness. And so uh, the vast majority of the visually impaired people exist on a spectrum of sight that uh, varies based on the individual condition. All right. So uh, eSight actually allows the uh, eSight houses a high speed and high definition camera that captures everything the user is looking at, and uh, eSight's algorithm algorithm enhances this uh, feed and displays it on two of the screens uh, contained in the eSight in front of the user's eyes, and uh, the user is would now be able to see full-color images with unprecedented clarity and no lag. So you're still using your... The legally blind are still using their eyes, right? Yeah, and that's what is so amazing about this. They don't, uh, people don't have to insert anything into their eyes. They, they don't have to change their human body. They just put on something as light and as slick as glasses, and now they're able to see better. All right, so what happened to... East? I'm, I'm curious now. This is EZI3, right? Yeah, so what happened to eSight 2 and eSight 1? So eSight 2 and eSight 1 uh, had a problem. It was that they were not versatile, they were not hands-free design, and they did not provide instant sight, and it uh, kind of slowed down mobility. Right, so so eSight 3 uh, is really slick, really light, so it allows people to just put uh, use both hands while they're using it, and it uh, provides sight with zero latency, which means... Uh, Users can auto-focus between short-range vision, mid-range mid vision, and long-range vision. And uh, eSight also allows users to be mobile because it does not cause issues of imbalance or nausea. And uh, so now individuals can use eSight not just uh, to see while sitting down, but they can use it while being in, like while walking around, while driving cars, and stuff like that. Uh, I don't. I got using a machine to see is kind of something I wouldn't trust. Yeah, definitely. Like for example, like the case I brought up driving a car. There are also always things such as what if the uh, eSight fails? What if so and so happens? But you have to take into account that. Uh, uh, more people like eSight is not the only technology people use that uh, while doing these tasks for example um, someone could be taking a health drug and uh, there could be a side effects and they could while driving a car they could crash like there's lots of what ifs but uh, I think eSight if, if you use it responsibly and if you uh, don't if you charge it and such that uh, I think it would be a safe I would feel safe with someone driving around in it. All right, and how many, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but how many people does eSight affect? Uh, as of when this article was published from the Times, 
a uh, thousand people have been using eSight. This is a relatively new technology, and uh, I guess I I wouldn't say a problem with this, but a special thing with this is that it's personalized. So it takes a lot of time uh, to get started, I guess, because doctors have to personalize the eSight for you, specifically for your site, because people have ranging uh, abilities and such, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. And uh, I think it's just amazing. Like, when I was younger, I would always uh, fear that I would lose my sight. That was my biggest uh, fear, I guess, because... So this is reassuring for you now. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to lose your sight. <coughs> Hopefully well, not. Both of us are wearing glasses right now, so I this is this might be a worthy investment to look into. Yeah, and uh, I haven't described the uh, like how it looks. It looks pretty like intense. Uh, if you remember uh, the X Men person who is wearing the who, who who can shoot Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. It kind of looks like that, but it's white. And uh, so, is there an X there on two or is no? That, no, it's is just that gonna be dots. a future feature. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe. Uh, I'm hyped for that. It looks cool, but it's not too, I guess, big or clumsy that it makes you stand out too much. And I think it is a viable uh, device that can really impact the future. Oh, okay. And uh, I think that's our episode for today. Today, and uh, hope yeah. you guys have a great day. Yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you.